a Podcast One production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One... Ahoy, everyone. Ahoy to you, Hame. Ahoy, sir. Ahoy, Jack. Ahoy. Last hit out for 2019, everyone. Uh, I should say ahoy to Cam in the Middle East. He's uh, he's used the very easy to use uh, that, that will still be reviewed uh, process. I hope it's reviewed of, of uploading vigorously. the audio uh, at uh, hamishnerd.com. It's uh, where you can get all the correspondence. But he's told us what he's up to. Ahoy, lads. Cam here, currently in the Middle East. Uh, just watching a jet with work. I'm in the defence force. Um, currently on a night shift in about the 10th out of the 12 hours. Um, just had my uh, third instant coffee. Just listened to a podcast about the defence force, pretending to be heads of the services. I've got to say, Jack, please stay in radio. Um, but apart from that, all is well here. Um, hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. Good on him. Right. And uh, thank you for everything he's doing yeah. over there, Ando. Now, if he's in jets, you'd suggest Air Force mm. and still, Jack, fearing you as the, as the head of the Navy, yeah. even though he's in a completely <laughs> different branch. <laughs> um, yeah, people may or may not recall that we did play out how would, how would each of us go in roles in the, in the military. I and still wear my Navy jacket from time to time. It's because you took it home, mate. Yeah. You weren't meant to. It's a, it's a yeah. work outfit. Stolen valour. Yeah, but... Stolen exercise valour. <laughs> it was... It was uh, on your cam. Um, yeah, thank you, Cam. Hey, quick one before I know you've got something to get to, but... Uh, so, you can do anything you want. My right-hand man. The big finish. Oh, of course. Yes. Can we expect that by the end of this show today? You realise you cannot, there's no more time left. There's abs- I don't want it. I, I'm so pumped to play this for you guys. As I said, it's under 10 minutes. It's actually shorter than the 10 minutes I thought it could blow out to be because yep. there's, there's a lot of elements I was pulling together for it, a lot of people mm. involved, mm. dare I say celebs. I know we don't do them a lot on this show, but I think you'd be happy with the names I've been on to land. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you're always going to get yeses. You're always going to get Always <laughs> gonna get nos. I was bloody happy with the yeses I got. Okay. Uh, so yeah, sub. It's actually only the finish itself. There's a bit of a preamble, but the actual finish what I would classify the finish itself. It's a one minute. Um, I had to pre-record it if that's okay because I couldn't yeah, get everyone no. at the same time. Okay, but it's a flourish, is it? Oh, it's a flourish, and it's it's significantly big. It's massive. Okay. It's massive finish. Well, you don't spend most of the year teasing a big finish, and yeah. then <laughs> you know. Oh well. <laughs> I do know. Well, it think... would be a bit of it would be it'd be a bit silly to turn up without a big finish on the final day of the year. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bit silly to drive all the way in here and not remember that you had promised this. Well, for I mean, months. to to drive all the way in here thinking to yourself, "Oh, how am I going to get out of that?" Yeah. That would be <laughs> that would be that would be dumb. Well, it would be unprofessional and it's not what the show's about. We so look forward to it. Promise made is a promise kept. Yeah. Before we uh before we get to the big finish which has to be at the end of the show because it is the finish. Uh, today we, we're going to try and type a few loose ends, mm-hmm. um, a few floating around. A couple that I want to hit quickly. Yeah, sure. Uh, really, really quickly. Now, I know this is obviously we're not at Christmas yet, no. but we're starting to get in the Christmas spirit. Can I kick yep. off the show with a Christmas gift? Oh, that'd be nice. Jack. Jacko? Mm. I want to give you the seat for the drum kit. I'm going to give it wow, to you. Wow. That's, that, that is I want to give you the stool. That, that is, is really huge. nice. Yeah. I wanna well, give, and I want to give you... Yeah. 
an e-drum just, care kit. Didn't we discuss this recently that the, the the seat was taking up room in his... I think you already gave gave me the drum stool on the show. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. And, and, also, no, no, and I'm throwing and, in though, an e E care kit, a and, drum kit, an e drum care kit, and I got my own stool as well. <laughs> okay, not as big as I. I'm glad. I was looking across at Jack, going applause, applause before, and then now you. No, did, but I'm really am throwing in. Great, really, great, not pulling the trigger on that applause. Jack. I'm really giving you the stool, and I am throwing in the. E. I don't need. I don't actually need the stool, mate. I'm throwing in a care kit. He doesn't want like a, cl- a soft cloth. I don't need. I never set up the drums. I never set them up. Yeah. Someone welcome. To someone sent. Well. Someone sent me a picture from your Instagram story. At your house, that you must have posted, or your wife has posted, folded up against the wall. That's how electronic drums live for the majority of their life. They're waiting to unfurl. Yeah, so they must. Yeah, they did not unfurl. If, a, if a, when a good season arrives, they'll unfurl. Until then, you know you've got them for an absolute bargain, yeah. mate. So congratulations to you for getting a good deal. And I'm throwing in that e care kit for okay. free. What is that's, that? That's... It's a soft cloth. Don't worry. And, about uh, <laughs> Kid, don't worry about it. <laughs> We've got so much to get through. And through. a Q-tip, in case there's any dust around the lip of the pads. Yep. Never, that, it, that will be unused. <laughs> if we're talking about pristine, that would be unused. Right. You, you would never so that's have, done. Never, you would never have clothed your drums. Ando, um, hey, I, yeah, well, of course, we had many, many amazing things this year. Chicken Fest, uh, probably the highlight. Sticksmas was a big one. Yep. Um, ran into someone here at work. I just want to, before we let Sticksmas go for this year, mm. Answer a couple of questions we've been getting on email. Will sticks must happen yet next year? Yes, of course it will. Oh, if if you've got sticks if available. the sticks are available yeah. and if they're the quality that I demand. Now, there's a gentleman that works around Podcast One. I don't know his name. <laughs> Could be anyone. <laughs> Could be puts him on a big list. He wears checkered. He wore a checkered shirt a week ago. <laughs> but he. Watched the sticks being paid. He said, Oh, man, I just listened to the Sticksmas episode. Yep. Um, and I was lucky enough to see the sticks being packed yeah. away to be sent around the world to those lucky enough to receive a stick. Yep. The Sticksmas. And he said, which I found very offensive, but I want to address it on the podcast. He said, Oh, I've got to be honest. I, I thought there'd be better quality sticks. Wow. Now I looked at him and I said, I didn't say, What's your name, mate? I said, <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Rick. Okay. Right? They go, Rick. <laughs> what did you say then if you didn't remember? <laughs> I guess I didn't say that. <laughs> Man. I looked at him and said, what are you expecting? Yeah. What are you expecting? He goes, yeah. I thought they'd be smoother. And I said, you're thinking of a production stick. Yeah. You're thinking of a commercially available stick. I no, told people. They were wooden. He goes, I thought they'd be like sanded down. Nah. And I said, well, you, ha- you haven't listened to the show. Yeah. You don't <laughs> understand what we're talking. He goes, some had bark on them. Yeah. That's a stick, mate. That's yeah. how you tell a good quality stick. I'm not going to fiddle with the sticks. <laughs> Before I said it, it's not called it's not, fiddle sticks. It's not fiddle it's sticks. sticksmas. <laughs> and he sort of, you know, I just went, oh, mate, you know, uh, the reason I bring it up with you guys is I didn't say it, but I certainly insinuated, well, maybe we're not the show for you because <laughs> oh, <laughs> if wow. you can't understand the quality of yeah. the sticks that we're going at, you yep. guys saw them. They're premium sticks. Yes. They were great sticks. Horses, of um, course, are sticks for Ricks. <laughs> I mean, he didn't like, he didn't like. Do you reckon you made up Rick because it rhymed with stick? <laughs> no, that, but I must have been thinking Rick at that stage. Yep. Um, stick if Rick. we are doing wrap-ups, Ham, unless there's something else you need to get onto, there was a couple of things that I thought I could... Oh, I've got one more thing. Okay, well, I'll throw this one yeah. in the mix. Uh, this is Ahoy Boys. Um, just letting you know that the duck calling is possible and there is an official duck call championship in the US. 
Oh boy, um, road, road trip. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. When's but, it on? Uh, well, I don't know, but he was this this guy's just won it, and he was the 2009 Junior World Champion. I know he's won seniors, and he just won the 2018 Alabama State Championship of duck calling. Jeez, don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Rick doesn't say. Doesn't say. Chuck. <laughs> but um, I just wondered. Get him out. Well. It would be nice. In fact, Sarah, can you track down the champion? Not, did you see that? She was playing a game on her phone. Do, <laughs> she knows these intros go for an hour <laughs> and she was dawdling on her phone. The question I wanted to ask the, no, cha- the, the champion is, is uh, a duck a coot like a shoe is a boot? Oh, do we want to open that <laughs> that pond again? Maybe not. I thought you uh, – do you want to get him out to Australia to watch him do – Go down and just try and, and summon to get those it, To get a coot, the Eurasian coot that we inaccurately assumed. Oh, no, we accurately assumed works, but were, yeah. weren't able to be called. They were, and then got challenged by this person who oh, suggested. Oh, mate. No, let's leave it. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. leave it. I okay. mean, just the expense involved. If we are debating whether or not we fly people on Tiger Air from interstate, we're not mm. flying someone from America. No. Because can you imagine someone going quack, quack, quack and a duck coming over to them? Yeah. yeah we've imagined exactly what happened. <laughs> You've yeah. imagined the scene. Yeah. Quick one, Ando. Okay. It's come in a few times. It's come from a, it's from uh, probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. We have the debate from time to time on this show uh, if one of us or all three of us or individuals have sometimes lost touch with the common man. Yep. Um, I had a, this nominated a few times and it keeps popping up. And then someone, Elizabeth, wrote in and said, we've been talking about whether to contact the show. Okay. And we've decided we should. Uh during the Melbourne Spring Racing Carnival, yeah. uh, you allegedly posted a video of yourself. Is this true or not? Maybe it was your girlfriend that did mm. this, of you in a helicopter. A mm-hmm. uh, few people noticed this and went, well, that's <laughs> yeah. absolutely lost touch with the common man. Mm. Look, uh, maybe it was a corporate thing. It was. Uh, maybe it was a deal kind of thing. Mm. I can understand that. I think then Elizabeth had noticed, and a few other people had noticed this, that the reason it tips over into losing touch with the common man, apart from being a helicopter, yeah. Is in the video that you're filming or your girlfriend's filming, you can see outside the window as the helicopter lands, it was raining and it sprays puddles of water onto people that are walking by down below. (laughs) So you are splashing, you are splashing the common man as you land in your helicopter. And I think that is. And for that doesn't unfortunately need to be bought before <laughs> no, the court of the touch. Not true. There was, well, I saw the videos, and mate, several you, people you have mentioned it. You can't, you can't, you can't sit, you can't be near a helicopter when they're walking past. They said it was landing near the Yarra, yes. and it, you can clearly see it whips up the water yep. off the grass, and it sprays people, yep. and they don't like it. Yep. And you laugh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even notice that. But yeah, that could happen. Worse. <laughs> I mean, and that's what happens at the top end of town. No. You don't notice what's going on <laughs> underneath you. Have you camped? Oh, it's happening for sure. Didn't okay. I have till the end of the year? Jack, what was that? That I was on my it, list as well. I think it was before the end of summer. So, so you when you come got back. even early next year. Damn, I'm annoyed that yeah. I reminded you then. Oh, an... mate, I'm camping, baby. Okay. <laughs> you will not camp. <laughs> I will camp. <laughs> oh, camping in the backyard shouldn't count either. No, no it will be no. off. Can't be on my own property. Yep. Um... Hey, this one came in from Jay McGowan. The last wrap-up I have. Yep. Completed his first ever marathon yesterday. Good on him. Spent 16 weeks training while listening oh, to the podcast. Well done. Race day. Uh, got caught a bit short at the 25K mark. Yep. Knew what was coming on. All the bananas from the morning. I was going to have to do a pit stop. Yeah, right. 
I was thinking this has to be quick because I really wanted to make sure that I uh, beat my time. He's trained for 16 weeks. You don't want to be undone by number two. I think I know where this is going. Did he hit sub 60? He has gone sub 60. Wow. And he said it was valuable time listening as well as training at the same time to make sure he got through. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> That's so the proud. applause, Jack. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. I'm so proud. So, special shout out to, to Darcy, who works on the show. Mm. Sent me a screenshot of his stopwatch the other night. Mm. Nailed one in 59 <laughs> seconds. Said uh, the people he was with had no idea. <laughs> Good on you, Darcy. And a quick sound effect here. Mm. We have got a Tupperware-based special skill to test. Yes. You've got your gear. I'm going to go and set up one of the meeting rooms with the meals that yep. you versus... Versus Eli. He's flown down. And from memory, his mate's flown down as well. Yep. Um, uh, his mate's risking paying for his own flight. Mm-hmm. We said that if you, you can fly your mate down, but if you lose... You have to pay for your mate's flight. You've each brought in eight uh, units of Tupperware. Yep. Um, me and Jackie are going to set up one of the rooms with three meals mm-hmm. that you have to seal the best yes. out of either of you. That's the Tupperware challenge. Look forward to it. All right, here we go, Jack. You and I were in the boardroom uh, here in the building. We are set up for the grand Tupperware challenge of 2019. Andy... He stepped up and he said, yo, Eli, this whole thing where you think you can put Tupperware in a container better than anyone else, not better than me, boy. I can do that. So we have in front of us three meals. Um, We have two quarter chickens, four roast potatoes in one dish. Both gentlemen have exactly the same meal. So we have two serves of each thing. Then... The boys get two bowls of soup. Yep. Then they get a butter chicken, half butter, well, half butter chicken, half basmati rice. Unmixed at this stage. Unmixed. The instructions were clear. Eli and Andy each bring in their best eight Tupperware containers. The format will be as follows. Each man can select any of his Tupperware containers to contain the dish. Head to head on each dish, best out of three. Let's do it. Let's bring them in. Gentlemen, apologies for the delay. Would you please approach? Certainly can. Andy, how's it going? Okay, now you, I see you have met your competitors. Yes, yes. Uh, gentlemen, Eli, thank you for doing this, Sir Phil. Uh, you nominated Eli. Did. Do you stand by his incredible still? Yes, I do, yes. I've seen some amazing things from this man. How was the, uh, how was the flight down, Eli? Comfortable? Nice. Yes, lots of legroom. That surprises me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eli, you seem very relaxed. You brought your Tupperware with you? I did. I've got something to... I thought you would, yep. Yep. Um, Eli, yep. I've got new Tupperware. Oh, I think lost that's... touch with the common man. No, I goes think out, Goes out and buys <laughs> brand new Tupperware every time he has I an event. Think <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I actually think oh, it's a disadvantage. Wouldn't it be nice, guys? Wouldn't it be nice to live at the top end of town? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually think it's a disadvantage, but <laughs> I started pouring out things that I've got in the fridge today. Yeah. Uh, and Beck was like, what are you doing? Uh, getting and my I, kit ready. And I said, getting my kit ready for the big contest. She goes, well, no, we're not throwing out lunches and dinners that we're going to have. So you just and thought so, you'd go and buy a whole new kitchen set up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take it. The receipt, I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> like you got sort of like a genius young player from the country mm. who is all talent. Yeah. 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 Versus a rich city kid <laughs> who's yeah. just bought all the best gear, hoping yeah. it'll get him through to the finals. This yeah. is well, a, we'll see. Classic David versus Goliath. <laughs> Gentlemen, come on in and see the events. Okay. I think you'll like what we've organised here. Sure. It's a best out of three competition. It mm. will be a head-to-head battle. Mm. The winner of each round will receive one point. 
Okay. And obviously the most points at the end of the competition will secure you the win, either getting out of paying for flights, in Andy's case, yep. or getting flights paid for and a coin, in mm. your case, Eli. Wow. Lot, to, lot to pay for, the stakes are high. First round, as you can see, uh, two quarters of chicken, yep. roasted chicken. Sure. Um, not from Chicken Fest, this is just run-of-the-mill. Okay. And uh, four large half-roast potatoes. Round two, yep. two bowls of soup. Round three, you have a basmati rice filling half the bowl yep. and a butter chicken filling the other half. Piece of piss. Right. Hope it gets to <laughs> hope it gets to round three because it, you'd want to <laughs> hey, you'd want to sort this out quick, my friend. <laughs> Jack, would I be right in saying fullest Tupperware without going over? Yes, we don't want to see anything thrown away. Having said so, that, we also don't want to see some sort of secondary Tupperware tub with a dribble mm, in the bottom. No, exactly. That'd be an insult to the sport. So we're going to go. Don't want to any waste any food, and we don't want to waste any space in the fridge. Yep. Okay, uh, can we get into this? Yeah, we absolutely can. Okay. Top! What are you thinking uh, here, Eli? It's difficult because they're weird shapes, you know? We have started hard. The dry round is a difficult round. It is. Look how small Eli packed these tubs down. Yeah, he's he's got tubs within tubs within tubs. A couple of bushka tubs. He knew what he was doing. Meanwhile, have a look at um, Mark Tupperberg over here. (laughs) He's just got all the tubs in the world. Honestly, he's got a shopping trolley full of tubs and it just looks so messy. Andy is confident now. He's selected two blue side-locking snap-lock tubs. Uh, Come in fast and he's... uh, (laughs) Andy's fully packed and Eli's still in the Tupperware dome. Yes. Oh my right. God, Eli. <laughs> Eli has chosen poorly. Poorly. A red deep. That's a nice. That's a nice sleep. Put. Good fit. Yes. <laughs> We've got huge amounts of controversy here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Eli, let's be honest. And I, I know I'm the opposition, but I just need to clarify what's happened. You were, in, you were intending to get all the potatoes in one. I was, yeah. And then all the chicken in the other. <laughs> You've ended up with three potatoes in one. Yes. Two chickens. Two chickens and, and, the, an ex, yeah. and the rogue potato in the other. And it's got and it's something you squished. do not like to see in the no. Tupperware game, and that is a squished potato at the Squashed top. Squashed frog, essentially. Squashed <laughs> frog against the top of the... Jack, I mean, we have no I'm choice. Put it down to nerves. The shock, I guess, of being in the big I think stage. That was it. Yeah, definitely. Andy takes the dry round. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eli. I mean, I can be a bit more aggressive in the next round because it's the closest without going over. So you're always going to, for safety's sake, leave a bit of extra room yeah, in, your, so. in your early rounds. Or you're Eli and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, clean out your tubs. <laughs> round two, soup, wet round, tub. To kick off round two, each man has two soups to mimic the scenario of Liv and Sue are coming for dinner. Yep. Mm. Just got a call from them. They've had to go to Liv's mum's place. Oh, we've already poured the soup. Okay. Oh, well, save it for another day. Yes. Eli? Yeah. I won six love the first set, probably, <laughs> but it's a three-set battle. How do you regroup oh. uh, heading into the set? This is an odd sport because not often does your <laughs> opponent get to do, like, the Nick Dave interview with you and throw a few barbs in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it down to nerves for that first round. Yep. That's yeah. what I'm going to blame on nerves. And yeah. are they out now? Look, let's hope so. We won't, yeah. we won't know until we get the tubs in. Mm-hmm. As, as they say in the sport. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, tub up! Are we putting both 
both bowls of soup in one tub? You can if you choose to. Right. Let's put some of these in here. I'm back in already. Ooh. Andy self-commentating. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, right. Andy chose a big circular <laughs> Tupperware and came straight back in. Okay. Whereas Eli's come back in are. with two smaller Tupperwares. No, just one. Just one. one. Just one. One tub. Andy laughed at you as you walked in, Eli. <laughs> now, you got to wonder if that's a head game. <laughs> or does Eli know something about volumes that we don't? <laughs> Andy doesn't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be touch and go, but if that doesn't spill over the edge... <laughs> All right, boys. I'm back okay, in. Good luck. So Thanks, Phil. Back to, back, back, back to you, Eli. Back my horse. Talk us through it, Eli. How are you feeling? Good. What? Now, to the naked eye, it looks like... <laughs> To the naked eye, looked like your tub was nowhere near big enough. Tip in that one. He's proven us wrong. He's got the nerves out, he's taken out the second round. You can tell from a mile And he's way overestimated the volume of the bowl. Eli's just got a clip on now. No fumbles, no harm. He's kissed the tub. He's done He's gone. This guy can double it. That was huge. <laughs> Woo! I'm not even too disappointed with with what I came that in with. That is a massive waste of space in your fridge. It's barely half full. That was incredible, Eli. Thank you. Thank you. Jeez, this makes for a uh, a big last round. Hey, but, gentlemen, um, there's something we want to show you. It's not just butter, chicken, and rice. There was quite a lot of chocolate cake left over oh, wow. as well. What you gonna do? How you gonna handle it? Okay. It's a full Indian dinner plus five <laughs> slices of chocolate cake, wow. aka my favourite aphrodisiac. <laughs> Andy has chosen his two tubs and he re-enters the arena. Okay. Eli oh, returns Eli with his tub. Eli has chosen yeah. a very interesting yeah. tub. A deep <laughs> tub. <laughs> a deep <laughs> tub. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first tall tub. tub we've seen. Oh. This is easily the deepest tub we've seen in the competition. I'm going to do the cake first. Yep, again, I'm doing the buttered chicken first, so... Okay, Andy's spooning the right to create a rice base. That's a deliberate spooning. Eli tetrising the cake in right now. Very, I like it. Very I like nice it. manoeuvre. <laughs> very, very cool. He's got four slices in a five, and the fifth one fits. That's an Leads amazing. On for the cake. That's an amazingly secure cake. You just so rarely see a cake Tupperware that way. And he's got his butter chicken in. It's a good volume, but he's got definitely got space in there. He's definitely got air. What, four-fifths full, Ham? Four-fifths full is about right. I'd say if Eli can get this butter chicken and rice situation... He's gone the butter chicken on the bottom. I think I know what he's doing and I don't hate it. I think I like mm. the joke because, you know, if he puts the rice in on top and there's some squish on the rice, it's going to look much better than if the sauce was squashed against the leaf. squished to the top, yep. That's an absolute oh, pro oh. move. There's a lot of air in there. There's I was also say it's about a four-fifths. And he's struggling with this cake. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a volume Look how much space he has in his 
There is. And he's buttered chicken. I'd say that's mind. 70% fault for versus 80. Little, I've got only a little bit of squash frog on the thing. It's I over. Just... It's over. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. Eli's won it. You paid for the airfares. He's got a coin. Thanks for watching. Wow. Thanks for watching. Yeah, well played. Well done, Eli. Oh, good on you, yeah, Andrew. Yeah, that's yeah. the spirit. Yeah. So, hats off. Hey, last show of the year, wrapping up loose ends. Uh, obviously, fresh off a Tupperware loss, uh, which I've decided not to contest. Uh, no, you can though. contest all you want. Let's just do it. Uh, I mean, you have been contesting on the way back from the other room. But Jack and I, we saw what we saw. We saw what we saw. Um, and that was a squash cake. Here's a loose end that I wanted to bring up with you. Got an email from a fellow called Matt, Matt McLaughlin. Yep. Uh, you might recall that we were talking and pondering about medieval battles, and yep. it was such a in such a big space that which the world was. Yes, you, I think you'd been to England. Yeah, you? how did you organise where to, how the battle was going to be? Yeah, um, and surely armies went to the wrong hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they were pretty. They were every medieval movie. If we we're to believe them, yeah. it was just you know, even up. which side you're on. Like, mm. are you north side? Left? You surely. Two teams would turn up to the same side occasionally and go, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I meant to be at the far you end. Know. And even if you were the team that turned up to the wrong side, yeah. you would feel like an absolute deal walking back <laughs> to the other <laughs> side and it would put you off your battle. It's the same as when in Friday night basketball, social yeah. basketball, I thought we were black shirts, no, we're white shirts this week. Right. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> okay. Matt writes, re-medieval battles. Hi, boys. I heard you on the podcast on October 3 discussing the organisation of medieval battles. I am one of Australia's leading battlefield historians great. and would be happy to come on the show and talk about it. Let's get him up right now. Yeah, great. Matt we actually do here. have some unanswered questions here. Matt, ahoy, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Very good, Matt. Matt um, thanks for reaching out. This is, what, this is a loose end I wasn't expecting to wrap up today, mm. uh, but I'm glad we are. We pondered... How did they, back in medieval times, organise where the battle may be and make sure that everyone gets to that exact spot? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a complicated one. It's not as straightforward as it might seem. It doesn't, but basically, yeah. it doesn't seem straightforward. It seems like a logistical nightmare, yeah. even modern day. Yeah. So if you think back to medieval times, an army was going to be a very big unit. You know, when people are walking around, when there's horses, there's going to be wagons. They'd often have livestock behind them. And you're not going to be able to sneak up on anyone. It's going to it's going to take a long time to move anywhere. Yep. And you mentioned Friar's Hill where the battle might occur, but that's probably because that army is going to camp on the top of the hill so they can look out and see what's coming in every direction. Right. So basically, when we think about these uh, these medieval battles, it's really a bunch of blokes playing a gigantic chess game, sneaking around, deciding when they're actually going to come and fight. Right, so you don't actually go, hey... I thought it was quite organised, though. Don't movies have it... Everyone's, like, lining up at dawn or, like, some sort of predetermined kickoff time. Do they have a predetermined kickoff? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Sometimes they did, even though some of these battles happened just by random. There were some examples of fights that occurred that were very much like a footy game. There was a famous one in the 1300s where the lords of Brittany and the lords of Britain came together and couldn't decide what they were going to do. So they basically just said, well, you send 30 blokes... We'll send 30 blokes and we'll just fight it out on the field. And it was like a footy match. People turned up and spectators arrived, <laughs> freshmen. And they even had a half time. They even took a break midway through. Joking. Oranges going, right, guys, sharpen your swords. Come off. <laughs> uh, patch exactly up your own. Like but so surely there's a home ground advantage. We see this in films. Yep. Braveheart's one we've mentioned before where they went and poured oil all over the battlefield. And, and they like know that the army's going to turn up the next day. And they know that the army's going to be in that area because then they fired fire arrows onto the field 
and they burnt half the army before the war. The battle started. Seems like a bit of an unfair advantage. Does that stuff yeah. go down? How would they funnel people to that place? Believe it or not, Braveheart was not actually a documentary. So uh, it, it, in spite of the uh, fine acting performances, it wasn't actually a pretty uh, good depiction of what actually went on. Right. The most famous action they depicted in that movie, the Battle of Stirling Bridge, basically the Scots waited till the British were funneling across a small bridge and then ran in and slaughtered half the army while the rest of them stood around helplessly on the far side of the bank. So ah, it was so pretty they, basic. They, it was pretty, yeah, this was pretty basic fighting. There wasn't a lot of technology involved. There wasn't a lot of... Uh, Nuance involved. It was it was pretty tough a lot of the time. It does make more sense because we've been we were trying to figure it out for a few days after we had the conversation of just even how you find each other and even like if my castle's a hundred miles from Andy's and we decide through carrier pigeon to go to war, yeah. and he picks a hill twenty five miles from his place and seventy five miles from mine, um, absolutely no deal. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. We're not walking an extra fifty miles, mate. We'll meet you in the middle, or if anything, you come a bit towards me. We want you tired. So how would that how would that work? Where you pick the spot, or, or do they send them at the same time and they kind of just accidentally meet somewhere along the way? Yeah, that actually happened quite often. That these two big armies would just march towards each other and then they they meet in wherever was the most convenient spot. But the reason it often happens on hills or near rivers is because those are good places to defend. And right. so if you're on the top of a hill, you're going to see people coming from miles around. And so that's a good spot to stop and wait for them to come to you. We're talking about a period in time where there wasn't many people. Mm. Uh, did armies just set off and wander around for years and not bump into it, anyone? They often did. Not, not necessarily <laughs> good, but they'd often... They'd often land, a foreign army would land, and then they'd go marauding around the countryside, sometimes for weeks or months. And the local peasants would be reporting to the Lord, oh, there's a massive army moving through here. And they would to the Lord to decide where he was going to stop and try and meet them. So, yeah, you often had these armies marauding around the countryside because they couldn't move fast. Like Uber Eats when it can't find me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My my road's going to a through road, but it actually isn't, and I see them wandering around at the Bay of Sorry, your army's making a stop nearby (laughs) for another battle. They'll be with you soon. (laughs) Matt, thank you very much, mate. That actually scratches an itch I've had for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, buddy. Thanks for chatting. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Hey, uh, we obviously have had a lot of special skills throughout the year. Thanks so much to everybody. Obviously, we're back with a vengeance 2020. They just get um, better and better, the special skills. Um, but people we've noticed in recent times have been a little nervous. Yep. Um, you go to hamishnanny.com, fill out the valued and important podcast uh, a form. There's some details there that you can be a part of the show. Listing a special skill is one that's been pretty prevalent. You know what you're doing when you come on the show? You're trying to get a coveted Hamish and Andy coin. I would say, and I'd have to check the vault, but yeah. I would say less than 20 have gone out. That'd be right, Mike. Less than 20 individual yeah. coins. We did famously give away two eight-coin coins <laughs> at one stage this year to the yeah. Indie Ikea Challenge. The guy that did build an Ikea mm. a bit of furniture without the instructions perfectly. Faster than Jack. Ba- Jack with instructions. Who so can it, build. Yeah. So we just thought that would never happen, and we yep. learned our lesson that we got bit a little bit. Um, they kind of deserve I mean, it was the most incredible thing we've seen all year. Mm. They're rare. They're rare, the coins. That's the reward yes. if you do well. But you know what the risk is? Yeah. You could end up in the Hall of Shame. Yes. And we want to reflect on that very hall right now. From the dawn of the podcast, we've been testing your special skills, and some have been amazing. He's got it. He's got it! He's However, one epic fail looms large in the conscience of all our very important podcasters. Oh, no. I don't want to be that Simpsons guy. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be the Simpsons no guy. Yeah, that Simpsons guy. Brett. 
the Simpsons guy, who claimed intimate knowledge of the series but could not deliver. Just give us a Simpsons <laughs> quote. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Would have accepted Joel. <laughs> so, in 2019, as we look back at our special skills hall of shame, did anyone's failure surpass that of the Simpsons guy? William claimed to be able to identify the location of a slap on somebody's body just from the sound alone. And he was confident. Willis. 100% every time. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's okay. exactly the level of confidence we like here. Yes. But couldn't deliver. Just above the hip? No. It was a long way above. It was it, the... It was my cheek. It was Andy's cheek. cheek. Slapped my cheek. Cheek. That is above the hip, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the back. Shoulder. Bicep. Pick. No, oh, it's a tummy. <laughs> Never tell anyone again Did that you, you can do say hundred percent at the start of this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have mentioned that. <laughs> However, his failure wasn't as bad as Lachlan, who claimed this: without fail, I can tell the gender of any dog just by looking at its face. Really? Some are harder than others. Yeah. Like the curly-haired dog. Dog no. number one. Is that a golden retriever? Or golden Labrador? retrieval. Yep. Tough breed, female. Roll. <laughs> oh, dog number two, Australian bulldog. Ooh, I feel like that's a female. I was going to say it's a soft eye. You're both wrong <laughs> and you're out of the competition. <laughs> English oh. pointer. That looks like a female. It's a male. Grudel? Female. Male. An Italian mastiff. Male. It's female. <laughs> Do we go with. A token of no value you had. It's not even worth that. No, it's not. Lachlan, why don't I do this for you, mate? I'm going to tear off a bit of scrap bit of paper here and just, in grey lead, say cheers. I'm just going to write cheers and I'll sign that Hamish. Um, and it's obviously implied, although I won't write it, yeah. um, you know, for nothing. <laughs> Lock still walked away with something, so he wasn't the worst of the year. That honour surely falls to Jake. With another TV show-based skill, would this performance push him over the edge to replace Simpsons Guy at the top of the Hall of Shame? You have written you can correctly identify the season and episode number of any Two and a Half Men episode by synopsis. That, that is correct. <laughs> if it wow. is in the Charlie Sheen era, so you're not interested in Kutcher? No. Nah. Absolutely not. But it was just one wrong answer after another. Season 4, episode 13. <laughs> Season 3, episode 8. Season 4, episode 6. Oh, season 4, episode 13. Season 5, episode 1. Definitely season 5, episode 14. Season 6, episode 18. <laughs> and it got to the point where Jake faced a tough decision. We'll continue. If you get uh, one right, yeah. we won't mention how badly you've gone ever again. Yes. If you get one wrong, you would be close to having claimed for being one of the worst skills we've had on. Yes. Would you like to keep going? Uh, absolutely. Will this be one of the biggest stingers <laughs> that has ever darkened the doorstep of the Hamish and Andy podcast? Not Jake. since the Simpsons quote guy couldn't think of his own Simpsons quote. Couldn't think of a single thing that Homer says. <laughs> Have we had someone this poor, Jake? So far, you haven't got a season correct. Mm. 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 Here comes your final synopsis. <sighs> Charlie sees an attractive ballet teacher named Mia at a coffee shop. 
as she isn't interested in him, causing him to go head over heels to win her. Oh. Remember the episode? Mm-hmm. I remember the episode. It's mm-hmm. definitely season three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go episode Remember, you have season three, episode four is coming. A hundred percent. You haven't got an episode. 100%. You haven't got a season right yet. Yeah, I'm hundred percent on that one. Season three, episode four was your guess. Season three, episode eight. Oh, well, he's yeah, got a little closer, but to, but to hell, <laughs> I mean, to hell with you, sir. <laughs> Jake, one of the worst. Please never say all to shame. anyone that all you shame. can do that uh, ever again. But all thank you for joining us for sure, Jake. So one correct season saves Jake from the king of the failures. Long may the Simpsons guy reign supreme in his special skill being a spectacular failure. <laughs> Can't be worse than the Simpsons. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, he's top of the list. I, don't <laughs> I mean, you basically have to guess nothing. <laughs> Hey, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we stumbled across a new segment uh, called Keep It or Delete It, uh, essentially where... It was invented on the fly, wasn't it? Mm. Because I I knew I was going to open or cross a line yep. that maybe once crossed you can't uncross yep. where I wanted to share a legitimate cooking tip yep. on the podcast because I see the podcast as family and yep. I, I don't cook a lot. And when you discover the way to make perfect crunchy potatoes... Just felt like I had to share it with the family. Roast now potatoes. I know it's boring content. That's yep. the trade-off. I, I voted to delete that, it. The trade-off was this stinks. If you've come to this show for fun, comedy, yeah. real turd. That's yeah. good. That's an absolute. There's none of it. But there's none of it in the potatoes. However, because we're no longer live, we can decide that after the fact. We can go. Actually, uh, how dare you? Yeah, Don't we, you do that on this show? And yeah. we can keep it or delete it. That was the deal made. I'm glad we kept it. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of people contacting the show, sending in pics of the potatoes. Yes. Got to say again, though, don't use olive oil. Um, people have missed that tip. Could use rice bran, something with a much higher smoke point. Okay. <laughs> okay, you've had yours. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw something out there. I know it's going to be tough to get past you guys, but I do think it's interesting. The President's Cup is a no, golf well, tournament. Have, yeah. Coming don't, up in two weeks' time. Don't we have to – when do we decide to keep it or delete it? I'm just going to raise – this be deleted? No, this can't be delivered until we do the, the open. There is a all fact right. about the President's Cup that's happening in two weeks' time in Australia. Yeah. All the best golfers in the world are coming out. Tiger Woods is captain. We could delete this. Okay, anyway. Okay, <laughs> go into it. Go into <laughs> it. We'll see. We'll see. Keep it or delete it. <laughs> well, I'm very disappointed that... Uh, <laughs> that for your own so, good. No, I don't think it's for my own good. That's for your own good, Jack. Were you, I mean, I wish you... we could delete everything before the opener as well. Yeah, were you, can we scrub that? No, and were you a resound? The fact wasn't, wasn't you, did you have any interest in that or do you just think it's funny to delete it, Jack? I mean, when we were coming into it, I wanted to delete no matter what. I it, would have to, it would have had to have been so powerful yeah, to true. not delete. Okay. It's true. No. It's like, you know... <laughs> We we want to, I mean, we've just been given a brand new slingshot. Yeah. And you, you're walking around with a can on your head. Yeah. I mean, we thought we could take the shot. We were right. Yeah. <laughs> I respect so, that. I respect that. But, you know, but, feel free to tweet out your fun facts. No, like, no. do it in your own time. Put it no. on your own platform. I, just not in a place where people come for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Picking golf was a huge... That's all right. No, well, the cooking thing, I... I, and I everyone everyone okay, eats. We, let's, let's, I mean, who hasn't eaten a potato? Let's be a bit more 
you know, a bit more open to it in the okay. next time. Well, next now year. that we've got one kill, yeah. one scalp, <laughs> and it felt fun, yeah. we can probably we relax the rules a little bit, but I think we still have to have a... Pretty stringent. Well, it's got to be interesting. Yep. It's got to be interesting and of value to the wider community. Mm. Okay. I don't think that was. Okay. I'm not going to go back into what the fact was. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, it's come to this. I'm excited. Oh, look, I'm excited as well. I'm bloody excited. Big thank good. you to everybody again for the, an amazing year. You're the best people in the world, our podcast. They really are, indeed. Um, tell a friend. Tell them to go back to number one. Yep. Uh, this is episode 80, episode of, the, 80. of the podcast. 40 a year mm. uh, for 40 years. That was the pledge. Um. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you two down. <laughs> yeah, 38 to go. Um, Power Moves will be back next year. We'll get the book launch happening. Yeah, it's coming. The book's yeah. coming, but don't, don't worry about it. The, the book... Only gets better the more we kick it down the road. Yes. But if there's one thing we don't like doing on this show, it's just saying a big thing like, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't say something like we're going to do 40 shows for 40 years and not unless, come through unless we meant it. And we don't do things on this show. You don't promise a big finish. You do not promise something unless you've got it. Now, back when I promised the big finish, yep. uh, I think it was sort of around about July. Mm. Ep 52. I, I thought the elements were in place. I'm so glad I didn't do it that day. Because it was yep. not my decision. It was a couple of admin bureaucratic issues, yep. a few logistical issues that stopped the big finish from happening that show. I it, <laughs> it wouldn't have been it would have been good, but it yep. wouldn't have been great. Okay, because I didn't have the right people. I didn't have the right cast yep. for the big finish. Okay, the whole point of the big finish was that you want the episode to go out in a bang. Yeah, you want people to go. You want people to chuck their headphones down and be like, oh, "I've just it. been blown away." I don't want to listen to anything yeah. for three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted to we wanted to sustain everyone across yep. the summer holidays. So. I had to pre-record it. I couldn't get everyone to do it in the room with us, mm -hmm. but I've given the audio file to Jack. Okay. I would like... We're leaving everybody with this. This is it. Uh, well, it should play out. I can't see any reason why we, we come talk, back on. Uh, we, won't talk, we talk after or not? I can't see any reason we would. Okay. We'd only talk if something went wrong, but okay, it okay. should just play out fine. Okay. Since the dawn of about July, Hamish has promised a big finish. Big finish. Due to some logistical issues outside of his control, the big finish was postponed until October. Yeah. Big finish. At which time, unfortunately, a couple more admin issues pushed the big finish to the last podcast of the year. Big finish. Many thought he was bluffing. I've been waiting for it. Hit me with the baby. Come on. Many called him a liar. Could it be another big Hamish Blake lie? Where is it, man? He did not let these slurs and insults stop him. He worked tirelessly, sending out invites to huge stars and special guests to all come together for the big finish. But he knew in his heart he was just one man asking the impossible. Kanye, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Aniston, the rest of the Friends cast. All hot A-list property from this year's headlines. Surely they would not answer the call. He heard nothing. Until. Suddenly, responses, text messages, one after the other. As you can hear, all replying in the affirmative. He couldn't believe it. Everyone had said yes. Everyone wanted to be part of the big finish. And they all gathered in the studio to lay down 30 seconds of incredible audio. Would you please get ready 
as we hear a cacophony of stars do the big finish with Rihanna singing a solo about this year's Chicken Fest. Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, here is the audio of the big finish! Oh no. Yeah. We oh. can't ransom botted. If only you had that Bitcoin. I, I'm still locked out from last week. I, I have know. not found the Bitcoin password. I know. I, I mean, I don't know. That's. No, I was hoping you wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, only you'd have paid it quickly then. But why were you hoping? Did you know about that? No, no. Yet? I was hoping you wouldn't be. Like, no. Just hearing it then for the first time. I was <laughs> this like, seems strange. That you <laughs> pre-recorded. No, that was. This, you, you should have heard. I'm shocked, actually, because you, you should pre- have heard. No, you should you have heard. You pre-recorded asking Jack for the Bitcoin. That's not me at the end. <laughs> That's not me at the end. That sounded yeah. like some sort of bot. No. No. <laughs> so what's happened, yeah. just to be clear, is the <laughs> audio is the audio was there. Yep. <laughs> and then just before it's happened, yep. we've been hacked. Yep. Annoying. And that bot you heard, yeah. not me, because of the robot was effect. Was asking Jack. Was asking Jack for the point one eight nine of a Bitcoin. He yeah. must have, the bot must have known he had from the dark web. Yep. But Jack's lost the password. Jack failed to put the Bitcoin in. Yep. We lost the audio. So Jack's fault. If that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jack. <laughs> okay. Was it good? Can you t- at least tell us what it, it was? Yeah, what was so it? good. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so big, too. It sucks, Jack. It sucks. We man. will see you. <laughs> Definitely sucks. Uh, we will see you next oh, year. Uh, next year, everybody. Oh, the, the TV show, Sunday night. Uh, you can catch up for the yeah. final episode. But uh, We'll be back next year yeah. with a big start. Mm. <laughs> 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 Not falling for that. <laughs> got three months. No one will remember. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.